This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1634, My Way Back into Life, A Personal Story, by Eddie Corbano of lovesagame.com. Hello, everybody. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and thanks for joining me once again. The beginning of another two-parter here on the show that is all about helping you improve your relationships each and every day through the reading of some great relationship articles. We'll be hearing from our old pal, Eddie Corbano, again, as he describes in detail how he climbed back into his life after suffering a really difficult breakup. So, let's give his work the floor and listen to part one as we optimize your life. My Way Back Into Life, A Personal Story, Part 1, by Eddie Corbano of lovesagame.com Are you real? That was a very surprising question that I received via email. That got me thinking. I thought that I revealed plenty of myself, my suffering, my recovery, my mission to help people who are in the same position as I have been. Throughout all of my articles, I have revealed more and more about my past. Hence, why would someone ask the question of whether or not I was a real person? I refuse to think that my whole story looks like a marketing invention. And yet, maybe I haven't revealed as much about the person Eddie Corbano as I have thought. That's when I decided to write some more about my personal story in my life. First, I started to write a five things you don't know about me kind of article. But then again, what would you gain from it? Isn't it more useful to write more details about my experience and how I used it to become a better person? I know that this will help you in two ways. First, it will make you realize that you are not alone with this problem. Others have suffered and overcame it before. Secondly, it can give you a new angle and incitement on what direction you can take. I am sure many of you will recognize yourself in my story. Even if my breakup was very long ago, 1998, I still remember everything in detail, especially what kind of person I was before that. To make clear something from the start, this breakup was the best thing that ever happened to me. Eventually, it changed my life for the better by forcing me to confront my inner fears and problems. I had to change or die. The Beginnings I was raised by a very dominant father who didn't tolerate many initiatives. You have to do what you are told, not to think for yourself. Being a very sensitive person, I did what I was told and never rebelled. As much as I wished I had rebelled against the authority, for a long time I was sure that this would have saved me. Today, I accept the fact that I haven't and that I couldn't. If you are not encouraged to be independent and to march to a different drummer as a child, and if you are additionally a very sensible person by nature, this could lead to two problems. Number one, a lack of self-esteem. 
Number two, dependency. The combination of these two will most certainly cause an exaggerated, if not pathologic, suffering when a loss occurs in your life. That was definitely the case with my very first real relationship breakup when I was 18 years old. In the following years, I've made mistakes which are very common among breakup survivors with the flaws mentioned previously. I jumped from one relationship into another, breakup, rebound relationship, breakup, rebound relationship, etc. The dilemma here is not far to seek. By not facing your problems, but avoiding and stalling them, they will come back to you eventually with even more force. I was afraid of being alone, and by avoiding and not working on this issue, I further developed something else very dangerous, the fear of loss. Fear of loss makes you vulnerable to many bad things, like infidelity and clinging. Furthermore, you don't see things as they really are. You live in a bitter cloud of hope and assumptions. You especially tend to overlook things you don't like about your partner, or tolerate circumstances even if your needs are not being met. All of this out of fear of losing them. This fear does not permit you to be who you really are, but degrades you to acting like a fearful and over-controlling person. The truth is, fear of loss often drives the partner away. The fatal thinking behind this is the firm inner belief that you don't deserve this partner, that you are not worthy of their attention. This gives all your power away, and you are entirely dependent on your partner. They sense that, and it is most often too much for them. The premise of a stable relationship is that both parties are stable people for themselves. The Personal Nightmare It happened in 1998. When my ex broke up with me, we were about to get married. It was like the whole world as I knew it collapsed. I couldn't function properly for weeks. It was as though someone had stolen something crucial for survival from me. Something I needed to exist. I couldn't stand the pain or the thought that she wasn't by my side anymore. I made her the center of my life, and now that she was gone, what was there left? I had no perspective, no joy in life. All the things I once liked to do stopped being attractive. I had no interest in the other sex whatsoever. In fact, I had no interest in doing anything besides lying around or sleeping. And sleeping lost its benefits due to extremely painful dreams that renewed the initial pain each time I went to sleep. Luckily for me, I intuitively felt the necessity for no contact, a rule which I broke only once after one month. Breaking this no-contact rule was terrible and extremely painful, to talk to that stranger who was my great love once upon a time. The pain was much worse after this, and I needed several weeks to reach the level I was at before the no-contact break. This existence, if you could call it such, lasted for six months. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled My Way Back Into Life, A Personal Story by Eddie Corbano of lovesagame.com. And like any good author, Eddie has left us on quite a cliffhanger today, hasn't he? I think many of us can resonate with what he's described so far, particularly the difficulties so many of us face regarding change. He mentions fear of less as well, which of course is uh, cut from the same cloth. So, As you sit with your thoughts about today's part one before we get to part two tomorrow, I encourage you to think about your relationship with change itself. Do you resist it? How has it served you in the past? And perhaps most importantly going forward, how can you know when it's time to change? Or what signs can you look out for? 
And I think this is a great self-reflection question for anyone. Is it when you feel as though you can't live with something and you need to deliberately detach a little bit? Is it when the constants in your life, you know, like your hobbies and spending time with loved ones, is it when those things start to drop off or feel less enjoyable? Is it when you find yourself in more arguments? Uh, Or for some people, you know, maybe it's physical, like a lack of sleep or a change of diet. Bottom line is that if change is uncomfortable for you, you will put it off and you'll be likely to excuse clear signs that change needs to be made. But if you can identify those signs now in a more neutral state of mind, you're more likely to uphold them and honor them when the time comes to consider a change. So reflect on that, everybody. I wish you the best of luck. And I hope to see you tomorrow for the continuation of this post from Eddie. That's where your optimal life awaits.